1: Hey now, I got a brand new product and a brand new sponsor that I cannot wait to talk to you about, 10,000. 10,000 makes the highest quality, best fitting, and most comfortable training shorts you will ever wear. I know I speak from experience because I've got their 7-inch interval short and their versatile shirt. The Interval Short is the most popular and most versatile style, and it's perfect for being on the Peloton bike or in the gym or for spinning short runs and backyard workouts. You already know my deal. I'm on my Peloton virtually every single day, and now when I am, I'm on it with my 7-inch Interval Short from 10,000. So many features. Like Silver Ion for odor protection, no bounce pockets, it's breathable, and there's lightweight shell fabric, no bounce foam pocket, and an optional liner that is incredibly comfortable and it prevents chafing. Yes, it does all those things. And this is just me. There is a team of over 200 athletes that test their gear to ensure the perfect design, fabric, trims, and fit. So pick the short that is best for your training and then personalize it with custom liner and inseam options. And they have over 10,000 five-star reviews. 10,000 free shipping and free returns and a lifetime guarantee. I absolutely love 10,000 and their line. And 10,000 is offering our listeners now 15% off their purchase. Go to 10,000.cc, enter the code Rome, and get 15% off your purchase. 10,000.cc and enter the code Rome.
2: 16 seasons in the National Football League at one of the most physically demanded positions in football and never miss a game, start up Start all those consecutive games, and 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 not just be out there and play well, but you know, in my opinion, I had a Hall of Fame career, Jim.
1: Hey, now what's cracking, everybody? Welcome to the Jim Rome Podcast and to episode 191. Now, like the 190 before, this one is straight fire, but. Unlike the previous 190 episodes, or at least the vast majority of them, this one is a double feature. That's right. Two guests, one podcast, double the insight, double the knowledge, double the bang for your buck. And they're not just any two guests either. I will be joined by a couple of longtime vets of the National Football League, not just vets, but former stars. The first was a four time Pro Bowler, champion of Super Bowl 34 with the Rams, a Washington Ring of Famer, a College Football Hall of Famer, and maybe more impressive than any of that, he played in a stunning 256 consecutive NFL games with 215 straight starts, an all time record at the linebacker spot. Of course, I'm talking about. London Fletcher, a legendary player who's now an analyst for CBS Sports Network's TOPS, and the value of his insight on all things NFL does not need to be explained. So let's not waste any more time. Let's get right to it. It is the front end of an episode 191 doubleheader, and it's coming at you right now. So, London, it's been a moment or two since you and I have spoken. I think not since Super Bowl. Bring me up to date really quickly. How you living? How are you and yours?
2: I'm doing great. Um, you know, can't complain. I'm down in Charlotte about to go coast to middle school kids.
1: Good. All right. So before I turn you loose for that, let me get your thoughts on a few things going on. In the AFC, Kansas City, London, coming off that tough loss to the Chargers at home. They have lost two straight. Granted, they've both been tight games. But how does Kansas City look to you three games in?
2: You know, they've... They don't look normally as uh, sharp as they normally would do. You look at Kansas City and um, uncharacteristically, you got uh, Patrick Mahomes turning the football, throwing, turning the football over, throwing interceptions. And that was really the big reason why they lost that game against the, um, the Chargers is because of turnovers. You had four turnovers by the, by the Chiefs. And that's not something that they normally do. It's tough. Um, you know, everybody's gunning for the Chiefs. They realize they're the top gun in the, in the AFC and you're going, they're going to get everybody's best shot week in and week out, and, you know, they've been on a roll, i say, the last three years where, you know, everybody's – they have to be on their A game and maybe, you know, it's starting to creep up on them on them a little bit. And also their defense hasn't performed up to uh, up to standard thus far this year.
1: All right, so where does that leave us, right? So if they've got that bullseye on their back, are they, in your mind, still the team to beat in the AFC, or maybe is this somebody else now?
2: I mean, you, you're going to definitely – have them as a team to be in the AFC despite their record at 1 and 2. Although I don't I look at um the Cleveland Browns and and people laughed at me when I said it. I looked at the Cleveland Browns as being the best team in the AFC when I when you look at top to bottom roster rise uh roster wise and I know the the Chiefs beat them in that first game of the season. The Browns outplayed the Chiefs and you know the Browns just needed they made a couple critical errors in that ball game that that helped the Chiefs win that ball game but you know, until somebody dethrones the Kansas City Chiefs, they are still the the, the standard, the, the team to beat in the AFC, and, and uh, deservedly so when you got a, a guy like Mahomes at quarterback, when you have a Tariq Hill who can take the top off of defense, you have a Travis Kelsey who's the best tight end in football. He's unguardable. So when you look at all those pieces, and then you look at Andy Reid, a future Hall of Fame head coach, um, one of the best play callers in the game one of the best head coaches ever in the history of the NFL. When you add all those things together, you know, that makes them definitely the – the team to beat.
1: Hey, listen, I think that's fair, but to your point about how people may have laughed when you said something about the Cleveland Browns or that on paper they might be the team to beat, I'm not laughing at all. I love the Browns. I have loved the Browns, so I know exactly what you're talking about. Of course, London, we've got Tom Brady making his return to Foxborough to take on Bill Belichick and the Patriots. You know, hopefully nobody tries to sell me on how it's not personal and that it's only the next game on the schedule. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. You've been a part of really personal games. How personal do you think that one is to both Brady and Belichick, and what? What kind of thoughts do you have going into this game how do you think that plays out
2: oh it's you know it's, it's personal for both those guys and they'll try to downplay it but you know probably more personal for Tom because him having spent 20 years there and leaving the Patriots you know because I guess he didn't feel like he was um, truly appreciated there in New England but when I played on against um, for my former teams and I didn't spend you know 20 years in one place when I played the the Rams when I went to Buffalo, and then when I played the Bills, when I went to Washington, you definitely circle those games, and you want to go play well, and you want to to um, win those ball games. So, you know, I'm, I'm sure Tom he'll be he's already super focused, but he'll be probably ramp up the attention to details with the guys around him because this this game means a lot to him.
1: Lennon, help me with this. Help me with the mindset of Brady. Like, How do you explain a guy having that much success but still wanting it that badly at that age and still willing to pay the price that he pays to be great week in and week out?
3: It's
2: not It's not like anything I've ever seen. I tell people um, playing the, the quarterback position in the National Football League is the hardest position in all of sports. And, and to do it at the level that Tom has done it, the level that a, a guy like a Peyton Manning or Drew Brees, guys who've done it for you know a decade and a half or more, to do it at that level. And then when you look at Tommy's in his twenty second year and still playing at a high level, the, the sacrifice, the commitment, the I mean, the grind mentally, it takes so much. And and for him to still do it and love it and love the preparation, I, I don't I don't know how he do it, man. And I played sixteen years, but I. I just, I couldn't go 17. I I don't know how, how he does it, how he finds the energy, how he finds the, the commitment level that's required to continue to do it and not only do it, but do it at, a, at an extremely high level.
1: Indulge me for a moment and let me talk to you about win bet the latest and greatest sports betting app on the market. The same five-star hotel service that you know and love is now in the digital betting space, providing an elite sportsbook and digital casino app. So whether you're playing money lines for NFL Week 4, totals for college football Week 5, or both, WinBet has you covered. Are you looking for other sports? WinBet has those too. It's all right there for you with your WinBet app. WinBet is also fully integrated with Win Rewards. That means by playing WinBet, you can accrue points to earn free credit in app and comp dollars towards perks at win Resorts, discounted hotel stays, priority dining and entertainment, free merchandise, and more. It really is the very best loyalty program in the industry. So whether playing from your phone or your computer, you absolutely have got to sign up for WinBet ASAP. Bet with the best. Get into the game. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or somebody else you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. See, I think you nailed that, right? Like, even you don't know. Like, I'm, this is what I'm trying to find out. I don't understand how a guy could continue to pay that price mentally and physically and emotionally. I mean, maybe he would say, I love it. I love it. But, man, it is such an intense grind, and he does it. Now, to your point really quickly, you are the Iron Man, literally. You played 16 years in the league. You never missed a single game. Mind-blowing in and of itself, but especially at your position, what does that achievement mean to you, and how much pride do you take in the fact that you were available every single Sunday for for 16 years no matter who or where you played
2: man it, it means the world to me i i missed a game in high school um jim and i sat on the sidelines during that game i had a sprained ankle and i was miserable i, I and i said to myself i'm never missing another game due to injury if i can if i can control it and and god bless me with these with some great genes and and uh, some physical toughness but just great teammates uh, great trainers to get me ready to play and and taking care of my body but i wanted to be accountable and and, and dependable and, and someone that my teammates could uh uh count on each and every sunday and i didn't you know I, there was games i could have set out many games but i was going to do everything i could to play and it's this uh it's a great part of my legacy something i appreciate more now that i'm done playing when i look back and say man i was able to play 16 seasons in the national football league at one of the most physically demanding positions in football and never miss a game, start um, start all those consecutive games and, and, and not just be out there and play well. But, you know, in my opinion, I had a Hall of Fame career, Jim.
1: So are you craving some protein after a good workout? I know I am. This time, do not make a shake or eat a bar. Reach for a bag of beef jerky from Old Trapper. Old Trapper beef jerky is tasty and tender, and it's made with real strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a real wood fire. And it goes with you wherever you go, to the game, to the gym, to the beach. So look for Old Trapper in the Clearview bag. You can see the quality you're buying that way. Look for it in major retail stores near you. And if you don't see it, be sure to ask for it by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what's your beef? I was going to say, London, more than 2,000 career tackles, a Super Bowl championship, 16 years in the league without missing a single game. In your mind, do you have a Hall of Fame resume?
2: Oh, without a doubt, without a shadow of a doubt. And when you compare my numbers to the uh, the Hall of Famers, the Hall of Fame middle linebackers at an in International Football League, um, they're going to be comparable. Um, they're going to be better than than a lot of the guys who are currently in in Canton. Um, Some of them may have a couple more sacks or interceptions, whatever the case may be, maybe Pro Bowls. But in terms of productivity, production, durability, all the things that that I did and accomplished in my career, there's not a shadow of a doubt that I should be um, getting fitted for a gold jacket and and having my bust in Caton.
1: So bottom line, is it not a matter of if, but a question of when, do you expect to get that call, and when do you expect to get that call?
2: That's 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 the that's the million dollar question. I, I was um, I talked about this on uh, on tops um, that other pregame show on Sunday. How it's it's been um twenty six thousand one hundred eighty six players who've ever played the game of uh, professional football since nineteen twenty, but there's only three hundred forty six current members in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and that, not all of them are players. But so you're you're roughly around one percent of the players, one point three percent of players whoever um played the game of football that are currently in the national football uh, pro football hall of fame there needs to be more guys in that pro football hall of fame i know um there's a difficult task for the for the voters because you know you're limited to five modern era players and then you know um a senior uh, senior uh, elected guy coaching a contributor now but there's just so many more so many deserving guys who played this game for over 100 years that deserve to be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I felt like I should have been in there already. When you look at my numbers, they compare flavor, favorably to a lot of first ballot uh, middle middle linebackers. If you take the time and look at it, I'm not just talking, but um, it's just it's a matter of not uh, if, but when for me. All
1: right, then. Uh, I wish we had more time, but I'm going to take what I can get with you, London. I know you have to go coach some kids, so great to have you on this pod. Thank you very much. I know I will see or talk to you again soon.
2: All right, thanks, Jim
1: now if you have ever been behind the wheel of a high performance sports car you realize just how much better a car can be if you've done that you never ever want to go back you never ever want to settle for a regular car again i know this and i feel exactly the same way about my X chair i knew it from the moment i first sat down in it i understood why many consider X chair to be the finest office chair in the world let's talk about this for a minute for instance, can your current office chair give you a massage while you're working? My X chair can. Can your current office chair heat up or cool down? Probably not, but my X chair can. It's all in the LMAX massage and temperature regulation, exclusively designed and made for by X chair. It's all in the LMAX massage and temperature regulation, exclusively designed and made for X chair. And once you do feel that customized support of X-Chair's patented dynamic variable lumbar or DVL, your back will never be happy in any other chair again. Trust that. So try my advice. Try X-Chair for yourself, risk-free for 30 days. Once you realize how much better your chair should be, you will never go back. Go to xchairrome.com. That's the letter x Chair. Rome.com for 100 bucks off your order. X Chair has a 30-day guarantee of complete comfort. X Big ups, too, and a major thanks to London Fletcher. There are not too many human beings on the face of the earth that can offer legitimate insight into the kind of football longevity and consistency that we're seeing from TB44, but London is absolutely one of those guys, so I appreciate him for making a little bit of time for us. And that brings us to part two of this twin bill... A chat with a two-time Pro Bowl safety. He was the eighth overall pick out of Ohio State back in 06. He went on to play in 11 NFL seasons for four different teams. He is now a college football analyst for CBS Sports and an NFL analyst for NBC Sports Bay Area. In other words, my man is very busy. My second guest today is Dante Whitner, And Dante has got a ton of thoughts on the pro game as well as the college game. So let's get right to them. Dante, now it's been a minute or two since you and I have caught up, so it's great to have you on. First off, you've had a really active post-playing career, both in and out of football, and it seems like you've made that transition to life off the field pretty seamlessly. Has it been as easy as it seems, or did you struggle with it on some level like so many others have?
3: No, it's never as easy as you're saying. My dad struggled with it, you know, immediately after I was playing, because you're used to coaching staff, having your daily routine set up. You're used to your schedule being set. You're used to not having to worry about much. So when you retire, it's almost like a slap in the face because now you don't have them scheduling things for you. You don't have a schedule that you have to follow and you have to figure it out on your own. And majority of players, when they're playing, they don't spend much time trying to figure out what they're going to do post-career. And by the time you try to figure it out, it's too late. But I had good people around me um, most part of my playing career and, and since I've been done playing. And I've been able to transition into some TV with CBS and NBC covering to Niners, doing some private equity and some venture capital, partnered with a family office, Curling Hills Capital. And we're teaching players how to manage their finances, how the wealthy families do it with dividend growth and flipping the money and doubling it every seven years and, uh, and um You know, that's the stuff that we're teaching the young players. So I've been able to transition pretty seamlessly.
1: Hopefully you can teach that stuff to an old man, too, like me, but we could talk about that at another point. I do want to ask you this. You and I do not live that far from one another, and you know, having played in and still working in the Bay Area, Dante, how much Northern California hates Southern California, but why don't you tell them where you live, my guy? You live down here. You live in SoCal. You and I both rep the 949. How is the 949 treating you?
3: It's always treated me beautifully. Wake up every day, the sun is shining. There's a lot of things to do as far as nature, going to beaches, hiking. It's a beautiful place to live. I love Southern California, so hopefully Northern and Southern California can find a way to get along because it's a beautiful place to live.
1: Dude, you know that'll never happen. And by the way, we don't care. I'm not not looking to start anything, but you know this as well as I do. They will always hate us and we will never care. (laughs) <laughs> Am I wrong? I guess that's the way it goes. Am I wrong? I, I don't think, man. Goes. You know, okay. So, listen, let's let's talk 49 hour football for a minute. So, you're out there and you're doing work and you're watching that team closely. Kyle Shanahan made it pretty clear that Trey Lance is their backup quarterback. I want to get your reaction to that. And do you agree with the way he's handling his quarterbacks right now?
3: Well, I agree with the way that he's handling it. Um, Garoppolo is a proven winner in their system. But I do think that if they want to take that next step and they have huge expectations, Super Bowl aspirations, then you're not going to be able to play the way that Jimmy Garoppolo is playing, especially with no running game. You can't rely on the gimmick plays, and you need a quarterback that can push the ball down the field, make good decisions, and not turn the football over. I don't think that Garopp, I don't think that Kyle Shanahan feels like he can fully trust Garoppolo to win games for him, and that's why I feel like Trey Lance gives them the best opportunity. To put a lot of stress on defenses, being able to run the quarterback options, being able to use the trick plays, utilize his legs, move the pocket, and make those big throws down the field. So I agree with the way that he's handling but I do think that Trey Lance gives this team the best opportunity
1: to win the Super Bowl. All right, so interesting then. When do you think that Kyle Shanahan will turn that team over to him?
3: Well, if they start to lose games, I think that he'll have to turn it over to Trey Lance. The fans will be calling for him desperately. But if Garoppolo can continue to squeak out wins the way that he's been doing it, and he'll stay in as a starter, but, you know, it's going to be tough because defenses are preying on Garoppolo. They're stopping the run. They're forcing him to throw the ball down the field. And as we've seen over the last three weeks, just an intermediate and quick passing game. He's not pushing the ball downfield. And it makes it extremely difficult.
1: Right. All right. So it's still early, obviously, but it's going to get late for some teams if they don't get going. Who do you think, as of right now, is the team to beat in the NFC, as of right now?
3: Right now, I think it's the L.A. Rams. You have to say them, the defense that they have, Aaron Donald, Ramsey at corner, very active defense, Matthew Stafford. I see Deshaun Jackson. He still has a downfield speed. They have a running game. They have a scheme. I would say right now, the L.A. Rams.
1: I agree with you. Dante, what about the Packers? They uh they lost the opener, and of course, everybody's freaking out. And Aaron Rodgers said, let's well, not overreact. He's looked good. He looked great in coming back against the 49ers. Ultimately, it looks like it's going to be his last year in Green Bay, though. How do you think it goes for him after he leaves? And where do you think he could end up?
3: I think Aaron Rodgers you know, is always going to have the opportunity to pick and choose where he wants to go. He's that type of talent. Right now, I don't I don't really feel confident in the Green Bay Packers defense. I don't know um, about Joe Barry's scheme, and we've seen that. And I think the 49ers didn't put a lot of pressure on them last week and what they did. But I think that Aaron Rodgers has the talent. He understands... Well, I don't think. I know that Aaron Rodgers has the talent. He understands schemes. He understands defenses. And if he's not in Green Bay after this year, he'll be able to pick from the litter on where he wants to go and finish out his career. Um, you know, and, and I, I do see reports that he was supposed to go to San Francisco and, you know, he wanted to be and play under Kyle Shanahan, but it didn't come to fruition. Um, but I do I do know that there'll be many teams out there that would love to have Aaron Rodgers if he's not in Green Bay.
1: I agree again. And you're not the first one to say what you said about Joe Barry. I see what you're saying there. So what about, for instance, I mean, Tom Brady ends up in a perfect spot for him. They listen to him. They He makes certain suggestions or asks for guys. He gets them and it pays off, right? He wins the Super Bowl. Let me ask you this. For the matchup, before we get into the matchup, the game of the week, arguably Brady and Belichick, as somebody who played in the league and then would go back to where you used to play for the first time, what was that like for you personally?
3: It was very personal, and you want to have your best game. You want to show that team that they gave, on you, gave up on you a little too early and that you still have it and you can still perform at a top level. So it's a very emotional time. I remember going back to Buffalo when I left. You know, when I was playing for Cleveland, and I really wanted to stick it to Buffalo. And I know that I know that Tom Brady will feel the same. He really wants to stick it to the New England Patriots and Belichick. And the way that it's looking right now is probably going to happen this weekend. Hey,
1: now, check this out. Does this sound familiar? And I bet it does. You have one device that lets you catch the game live. You have another one that lets you stream your favorite shows. And you're watching sports highlights on your phone. And you've got your neighbors, best friends log in for all the good stuff. Well, let me tell you about a single way to get all that entertainment that you love without all that hassle. And a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream. And it brings you your live TV and your on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch all your favorite sports, movies, and shows in the same place. That means... No more juggling remotes. No need to buy another device ever again. And the very best part, there is no annual contract. Win, win, win. So get rid of all that clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible devices required. Content varies by package. Alright, so I was going to ask you about both Buffalo and Cleveland. If we have time, I'll double back to that, but once you finish that thought, like you know Brady knows Belichick real well. Belichick knows Brady really well. You know they badly both want that one. How do you think that plays out precisely?
3: I think Tom Brady goes in there with a chip on his shoulder. I think that he rips New England's defense to shreds. And they're expecting the same thing. Um, Especially when he left the way that he did. When You don't even get a sit-down meeting with your head coach when they really give up on you after all you've dedicated and given and bled to this organization. It's got to be a tough feeling for Tom. And if you know him, you know coming out of Michigan, you know the expectations, getting drafted low and what he did, what he's done, you have to expect for him to go in and, and, and rip New England's defense apart. So it'll be great to see.
1: Dante, you, I mean, you, nobody has to tell you that's a ruthless business, the NFL. And business is business. And guys get cut and guys get traded and there aren't always guaranteed contracts. But that point you just made, like, if those reports are true, if this guy won six rings there, played 20 years there, and he didn't even get a face to face sit down with the coach and he just lobbed him a telephone call or thumbed him out a text or whatever it was, what do you think about that?
3: It just shows you that the NFL stands for not for long. And if you don't perform, and even if you do perform, they'll move on at some point. Um, And I was saying the same thing about Richard Sherman. There was no way that Richard Sherman was ever supposed to be a free agent. With the way that he performed for the 49ers, with the type of production that he had, the type of leadership that he brought to the team, how is it that he's a free agent? When I look at it now, and I have people that look at it with me, we're thinking that around the 10-year mark is when they're starting to give up on players now no matter the production it's all about the pay scale and how much you make but it's not about what you actually attribute to the team um, you know so it's tough it's tough but you know it's a business and and you know it, it goes full force you know for the players and the organization.
1: So what about Richard Sherman? how much do you think that he has left and do you think he's still an impact guy? I think Richard
3: Sherman has at least four years left in him probably probably not primarily at the cornerback position but he has the ability to transition to the free safety position be able to tackle in the open field, make plays on the ball. As long as Richard Sherman wants to play, he'll be able to play. and He can transition to the safety position.
1: All right, so I'm picking my spots with you with respect to time. I want to ask you about Robert Sala for a minute because you saw him up close in San Francisco. How do you think he's going to deal as a first-time head coach with the pressure and the heat that comes with coaching and losing in New York?
3: I think it's going to be tremendously difficult for him. You have to remember that a lot of these position coaches, they aren't used to being the leader of men or the entire team and organization. Yes, your side of the ball is different from coaching everybody and making sure that everybody is doing everything and nothing's getting swept under the rug. That's why I have so much respect for um, Coach Harbaugh that I played for in the 49ers. Yeah, it was a lot of people that didn't like Harbaugh personally, but when it came down to making sure that everybody within the organization was doing what they were supposed to do so that he can get wins on Sunday, he did it and it didn't matter. So, I don't know. I think he's going to struggle in New York because it's his first time—first time being a head coach—and he's not used to being the leader of men of an entire football team.
1: Mm, interesting. Let me ask you about your career for a minute. Like, I don't root and I don't play favorites, but the Bills and the Browns are two of my favorite teams, even if I don't root. And they're two amazing football towns, by the way. And the world is a hell of a lot better when those teams are good. And they are. I've got to ask you, what was it like to play in Buffalo and play in Cleveland? How would you compare the fan bases and the towns?
3: Well, they're similar. Both fan bases are similar. They go to diehards for their their teams. Um, Playing in Buffalo, it was amazing. The fan base was amazing. But it's tough taking the field every weekend when you know that you're going to lose. Our scheme at that time on defense was outdated. We were playing the Tampa 2 scheme, where it's primarily based on you getting pressure up front, playing zone coverage, spot playing, and breaking on the ball. We didn't have a dominant front four, which means that one of those years, we ended up being uh, one of the worst run defenses in NFL history and ended up going into the Pro Football Hall of Fame because of it. So it's difficult when you take the field knowing that you're going to lose or thinking you're going to lose, playing in the cold and practicing in the cold. That was the most difficult About Buffalo. Cleveland, it was a little different. Mainly because we had the talent to win, but everything was coming from upstairs. Put Johnny Manziel in the game, and we're all tied for first in the division. A lot of things that were happening wasn't supposed to happen in a professional organization, which means that we were relying on guys that really didn't dedicate and give us the heart that it it took to to win games. So it was difficult, but being home, playing in front of a home crowd, in front of my hometown fans and family... It was awesome. So those two fan bases are similar. It was just difficult when everything is not tied together to be able to get wins.
1: Dante, I'm really curious about your mindset. Man, you were were such a physical player, such a physical player, and would always bring the lumber. Like, what was your mindset in terms of the contact and the way you approached it and the message that you would look to send anybody that came up against you?
3: It was uh, seek and destroy on game day. I woke up with that mindset each and every Sunday. And I just told myself, wherever the ball is, I'm going to be there. And whoever has it, I'm going to hit them. And I really meant it. And I wanted to be sort of like the bully in the schoolyard. Um, and I wanted to play ultra rough. And, you know, towards the end of my career, they came back to hurt me. That's when they started to transition to, from the physical game to more of the finesse game. So anything that looked like a hard hit, you were going to get flagged and penalized for it. And it was going to be a fine in your locker on Monday. Um, you know, but that was my mindset seek and destroy, and all gas, no brakes. Show no fear on the football field.
1: My man. So when it all stops, and it all ends, and you have that mindset, I mean, does, does that work in society? I mean, obviously, you can't go around hitting people and seeking and destroying, but that's what made you great. So how much of that can you take with you once you retire? And then how do you, what's your outlet, what's your access for that then?
3: You can take 0% of that into the real world with you, into normal society. So what I had to do was lean heavily on hot yoga, spirituality, meditation, being able to get a lot of the anger that I harnessed on game days out of my system. And currently I feel like I'm doing great with it, not taking anything personally, Um, respecting people, Um, smiling more. Like a lot of people don't know that when you're in a locker room, and it's all about testosterone, it's all competition every day that you do. It's hard to integrate into normal society, but with hot yoga, with meditation, with um self-realization i think that I've, I've come a long way and i feel great about where i am in
1: society yeah right that is so interesting that is such a great response by you i'm glad i asked you that so before you go you are covering the college game now with cbs welcome to the family so the ohio state your ohio state is coming off a win but oregon got them early on what's your level of concern for your alma mater and in your mind are they still national championship material this year
3: I'm very concerned about my alma mater, mainly because of what I've seen on defense. You look like you have a lot of young guys out there that are expecting just to win because they wear that Ohio State helmet and jersey. And it's and when you're playing defense and you're playing offense at a top university like Ohio State, excellence is always um, it's always the goal. And from what I've seen, from tackling, from keys and reading your keys and the basics and the fundamentals. Ohio State, they don't have it right now. So I don't think that they're in uh, consideration this year for a national championship. Next year, when a lot of these guys get this year under their belt, another full off season, I think that they'll be ready next year. But this year, maybe we'll get in the BCS bowls, but I don't foresee us competing for
1: a national championship. I want to say something to you, and I want to give you a a really high compliment, at least in my mind. Like This business is so interesting, and I've done this for a long, long time, and athletes who used to come to me, and still do, and say, hey, have you got any advice for me if I want to transition? And I'd always say, Dante, here are the two things I want to tell you as an athlete trying to get into broadcasting. Number one, you have to approach it the way you did your career. I mean, you won't be as excited to do it, but there is a process, and don't treat the thing like it's been... A victory lap for you or you could just show up. You have to attack the process in a similar manner. And then number two, you've got to be real. Now, what's changed is you've got guys who are now in front of the camera or with a podcast just saying shit to say shit, right? Like super hot takes. I want to compliment you that... That you're not afraid to say what's on your mind and you're not saying it just to say it, but you're being real Like explain that part of the process to me and how important is it for you to be authentic even if it means talking about Ohio State or Buffalo or Cleveland or San Francisco.
3: Well it's very important for me to be authentic and not just as a commentator but as a human being to say how I feel and you know and be able to accept how somebody else feels. And when I go on TV, it's not that I'm looking for hot takes, but I just have to tell the truth. There's no way that I can say to the fan base that's sitting there watching that game and thinking some of the same things I'm thinking and then jump on TV and say something totally opposite. Um, Football is a game where it's fundamentally based, it's systematically based, and there's certain things that have to happen if you have to win. And if I see something differently from that, I have to say it. So I've always been that way. I'll continue to be that way. And, you know, and one more thing is I lost some friends in the NFL based on things that I've said about the New Orleans Saints secondary, having a bunch of Ohio State guys back there. I lost some friends, but I still wouldn't go back and change it because I was telling the truth and I wasn't attacking anybody personally. I was just telling what I've seen from them on the football field, so I'll continue to be that way.
1: God, that's so interesting. Like, What do you make of that? I mean, I understand that they think that you're one of them and it's your responsibility to kind of have their back and cover them. That's not true. Now you have a different job. You have a job to do. But is, it, is, is that just it is what it is, or does that upset you that they don't get that and you've literally lost guys you bled with, friends that you had because of, well, you doing your job now?
3: Yeah, I think that it is what it is. Um, because none of those guys are actually paying me. None of those guys are actually putting me in position to succeed at what I'm doing. And and I'm telling the truth. It's not like I'm taking shots at anybody, and it's never personal. So I would say it comes down to i I look it up and chalk it up as it is what it is, Jim.
1: I get that. I get that. It's To me, it's disappointing, but I understand that. You can't control that. So before you go, let me ask you this. Like You talked about how good it was to play for Jim Harbaugh, how much respect you had for him, and then, of course, you rep the Ohio State. I mean, do you have any empathy at all for Harbaugh, or are you enjoying the fact that you keep beating the crap out of them every single year?
3: Well, I do have empathy for Harbaugh. We bled together. We won together. We came four yards and win the championship together, but When it boils down to my Ohio State Buckeyes, I never want Michigan to win. I never want them to beat Ohio State. Maybe during the week to make the game. I mean, maybe during the year to make the game you know, more interesting at the end of the year. But, you know, when it comes down to Ohio State, Michigan, we want to dominate them. And I don't ever change. My focus with that will never change. Go Bucs.
1: My man, listen, We, you and I had to work pretty hard to come together for this. I really appreciate, Dante, you finding the time to do it because you are busy. How you and I have never run into each other in the 949 I do not know, but hopefully we can do that again, or we can do that as well soon.
3: Yeah, hopefully we can do it. There's a lot of great places for us to uh, you know, meet and mingle land. And uh, hopefully we can do that soon.
1: I'd love to, man. You set that up or you ask me, you tell me where you want me to be and I'll be there. I appreciate you, Dante. Thank you very much. That was a great conversation. So be good. And I hope we can do it again soon.
3: All right. Thank you, Jim. Have a good one. Good talking to you.
1: Big thank you to Dante Whitner for keeping the second leg of this episode as engaging and as insightful as the first. And if you remember back to his playing days, my man did once try legally to change his name from Whitner to just plain Hitner. Evidence of how he used to bring the lumber and how serious he was about that game then and still is now. That fire is still burning. So my thanks to him, and once again, thanks to London Fletcher as well. Now, if all that content fires you up and you were looking for more, then you're in the right place. Episode 192 drops in less than a week, and if you have a second and you don't mind, you may as well go ahead and subscribe. That way, you never have to go looking for this podcast. It will find you every single week the moment it goes live. And in the meantime, thank you for listening, and here is my gift to you, your voicemails.
0: First new message.
1: What's up, man? Smack, it's Brady. I don't know if I ever
2: told you the story before, but I used to have a co-worker who would microwave tuna fish and hard-boiled eggs together. And then she would spray Febreze all over the office, but that just made it worse. It's foul, man. But, hey, I hope the trip to New York was good.
0: Message saved. Next
3: message. Romy, Justin, and Melbourne. Flight deck. It was a little bit of turbulence on the takeoff on the pod, but he right in the ship, and he was able to land that plane. I mean, the guy not only has the huge head, but he has so many details inside that nugget of his. I mean, each team that he predicts, he's not just spit and takes. He's got details behind why he's picking each team. The guy is a gem.
2: Good job, Deck. I'll see you next time.
0: Message saved. Next message.
2: Romy, this is Roby from Chandler, Arizona. Quick question, is slump busting a thing in football? And if so, is it time for the Steelers to start drawing straws?
0: Message saved. Next message.
2: Hi, this is Ken Milwaukee. I just want to say what a great weekend we had here in Wisco. The Milwaukee Brewers winning the Central Division Championship. The Ryder Cup was really great here for Team USA. And even the Green Bay Packers snuck one out. That's that jungle karma you must have gave to Aaron Rodgers the last time he called in. Maybe you can give that to some of your uh, son's alma mater, the Wisconsin Badgers. We can sure use you some of that help, Jim.
0: Thank you very much. Have a good day. Bye. Message saved. Next message. Hello. So what a fun Sunday it was for Bill's Mafia. Jets suck, Miami gets squashed, the Hood loses in New England, and Tom Brady gets rammed. And the best part? The Bills move into the first place in the AFC East. Let's go. War Bills Mafia, out. Message saved. Next message.
3: Hey, it's Paul in Indianapolis. Hey, bro, I was going to call you back when you first came on the air in Indy in like 98 or 99, but I burned my mouth on a french bread pizza that has finally healed up and I'm able to call now. So have a
2: great day and keep up the good work.
0: Message deleted. You have no more messages.